Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies, three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. Today, I have an awesome guest. This young lady embodies being a passionate advocate for the skilled trades. We recently connected on LinkedIn, and to see her passion exhibited on there, I knew I wanted to have her on the podcast. So when I reached out to her and asked her if she'd come on the show, she said yes. And uh, she's here today. Shannon Tomasco, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And like you said, I am quite passionate about, you know, my job and the skilled trades and a whole bunch of other things. And so I'm always happy to share and, and chat about them. <laughs> no, I love it. And and like I said, just to see the way that you're really, you know, pushing for the trades, which we're going to get into, it's 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 really neat to see. And uh, like I said, I, I following you on LinkedIn, I just I'm like I have to have her on. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's very kind. You're very welcome. But it didn't always start that way. I mean, you, you took the traditional college path, right? And you spent about 10, 11 years in the workforce prior to the trades. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I did. So I, like many, 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 most of us go went the typical route of going to college or university. And what I chose was originally accounting. I took a year of that. Again, wasn't for me. I, I very quickly mm-hmm. realized and switched to um, child and youth work. And it, it is a field that I am very passionate about. I love seeing growth and change in people and being able to help people make it, you know, just small changes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, but making something, someone's life a little bit easier is, is always nice to do. So child and youth work, I went to school for three years. You know, I got my, my piece of paper mm-hmm. and my piece of paper got me a minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now I worked at a shelter, the shelter for homeless youth here. And uh, I live in Toronto all the time. It was a Tobacco and I worked there for three, four years, you know, did different positions and around that, the home, but just sadly, it's not one of those jobs. I always talk about thriving, not just surviving. You know, I slowly, you know, living in a, the GTA here in Toronto, it's, it's quite, you know, it's not cheap. And so I slowly you know, went into debt versus, you know, thriving. And while I was in school, you know, most of us pick up jobs, right? And so I, when I was in school for child and youth work, I picked up a job at Cash Money here in Canada. So it's like a payday loan company, short-term loans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I worked there. And, and while I worked the youth work job, I continued to maintain this other job. And slowly, my Cash Money job, so, you know, the pay surpassed the sadly the job that I went to school for for that piece of paper so I did you know switch to another company called pay today same thing but you know for advancement and and more money so that I could you know take care of myself it's not you know we talk about money and it's not always about you know money but you do need to survive like you know you need to have a roof on your head you got to feed yourself 
and it's not a good feeling having debt, you know, yeah. and nothing to show for it. So yeah. it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, and I just, at the time I, after working 10 years in, in Haiti loans, I, I, I found it just like, not to say dislike my job, but I didn't feel, didn't feel happy going home every day. I felt stressed. I felt, you know, I felt thinking about the job all the mm-hmm. time and, and the pay I, after 10 years of working in the field, you'd hope someone would make more than $40,000 a year, but sadly that's not the case. And so I needed to make some choices. And so yeah. I started to look, you know, I just started yeah. to apply for jobs at the same time. All of this was happening. My, my best friend, Matthew bought a home and he wanted to do some renovations on the home. He wanted to tear the kitchen out the very next day. Now yeah. I thought that was a little rash, you know, he does have two kitchens in this house. It was a backflip. So not so crazy, but People in my family take 10 years to renovation. So I thought this man's nuts, but we did. We pulled up the kitchen the very next day. And over the course of several months, you know, we renovated, changed. The basement wasn't finished. And so we, you know, from cement floors, we, you know, framed it and drywalled, mudded it. You know, that's where I learned how to do like plug and play lights, you know, electrical kind of stuff. And I was first exposed to work, kind of really working and what you can make, you know, with your hands. Yeah. And so I, because I did the child and youth work, I was resourceful and I knew, you know, there's programs out there. There's got to be programs. And I started searching because, you know, we talk about the skilled trades, but one of the hardest things about getting in the skilled trades is having no experience, being green. We talk about that green person. Yep. That's the hardest place to be in. And so I searched out programs and I found a program here in Hamilton, Ontario, through the YWCA, YWCA. You know, we know that's North American wide. So reach out to your local YWCA's. You never know what they might be having. And it was a program for women specifically to get you in the skilled trades. And so I applied and I got in. And so that's the moment that my life switched from a decade of, yeah. you know, and I never, I never thought, I never thought I'd be electrical. Parents. Like it's still weird for me to say it, but <laughs> I go to work every day and that's what I do. And so here I am. Now, you started as a machinist first, though, correct? I did. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, the original program I applied for, they only had the machinist program. They didn't have the electrical one. And I I know, again, having no industry experience is absolutely horrible. At least Mm -hmm. having, you know, as a woman, my resume screamed. Child youth work screamed woman. Like, woo! And so, like, how how do you kind of counter that, right? And so... Anything. I knew anything was good. I didn't even know what a machinist was, <laughs> to be honest. And I applied. And so I did that whole program. You know, it, it was a year of my life dedicated. You know, there was a co-op to that. And so I worked uh, six months here at the DeFasco's, which is a steel manufacturer here in Hamilton, mm-hmm. as a machinist apprentice. And I did enjoy that job. Mm-hmm. Sadly, again, my co-op, it was kind of at the same time when, like, Donald, Mr. Trump was playing with some steel tariffs. You know, okay. this really hurt DeFasco for a period of time. And uh, they were really didn't have the resources to take on green people, to take on more. Uh, mm-hmm. So they sadly just didn't choose. They didn't, they couldn't hire, which mean started a job search and spent six months job searching for, you know, a machinist apprentice position. And after six months of you know, struggling and disappointment, the YWCA came up with a new program, which was the electrical one. And so then I applied and begged and plead, please, please let me take it. Let me please. And they did. And so that's how I got into my electrical journey. So that was in 
the electrical program was in 2019. I graduated in 2000 in September, and I've been working ever since. No, I love it. And something that you you sent here, just looking at your bio, and and you know these are your own words, and I just want people to hear this and what it means to you. The skilled trades is an unrepresented and misunderstood career choice, yet it provides that ability for someone to thrive, not just survive. And as a minority in construction, Shannon wants to encourage women and help educate people about the benefits of the skilled trades. And I want to talk a little bit about the benefits. Again, doing a little research on you and some of the things I've seen, some of the videos, some of the things that you've written. Uh, You talk about mental and physical health. I'd like you to talk a little bit about that and what that has done for you. Because I did the child news work thing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I am very mental health friendly, you know, let's talk about your bad days, your worst days, you know, I've probably heard it. And so I think mental health is really important, especially I think it's all coming, you know, during COVID. It's all really, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of experiencing some highs and lows. And one of the things that during my experience, and you know, I'm struggling, someone who struggles from some seasonal depression, I mean, you go to the doctor and the first thing the doctor will say is, Shannon, do you exercise? Mm-hmm. And so my previous job, when I was working at pay today, like the amount of, ex- I was working behind a desk for 40 hours yep. by, at the end of it because I progressed to a head office position. How unhealthy is that for you? Yep. Exactly. So the physical benefits of actually exercising for not just your body, but your brain is so important. And so I go to work every day for me. And I, I've always, I've tried to go to the gym. I've like, you know, but I've never been one to really commit serious. And so I know that's it's for me, paying me to take the stairs is something that I will do, but yes. doing them by myself for fun is not something I will be doing, you know? So <laughs> It's that motivation sometimes mm-hmm. you need to get off the couch. Yeah. No? Yep. No, I mean, the physical health is something I always loved about being on the job site because you're, you're, you're out and about, you're moving, especially the larger job sites. And then you also mentioned, too, about confidence. Talk about how that has increased your confidence being in the trades. Well, like you talk, I talk a lot about thriving, not just surviving. And mm-hmm. you know, originally that was a financial statement, but that's turned into, for me, you know, you know, you can thrive in so many different ways and the independence that being in the skilled trades has given me being able to do little home repairs or just, just yeah. able to try to have yes. the confidence to try. And I've taken on, you know, over COVID that's some spare time and I've taken on, um, you know, starting up working on my car. So I did like oil changes, you know, and then I worked on my brakes. Love it. And those little things make me feel so confident. Like, it makes me feel independent and independence mm. is, you know, it's so hard to, you know, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure. And so, you know, and we'll talk more about confidence. I think, you know, specifically talking to women, you know, when I say women, because I think women hear it more, but men probably hear the same thing, but in a different version, you know, go, you know, oh, no, Shannon, you just need a little bit of confidence. You just need a little self-esteem. So I'm not exactly sure what the male version of that is, you know, <laughs> man up, I don't know, whatever it is. But like, where's the little recipe for that? Where's the bottle for confidence? Yeah. You know, nobody tells you the formula. And I'm a, I'm a math person. I'm an A, like one plus one equals two. And so where's the formula for confidence? And the formula for confidence, you know, confidence comes from competence. It's, it comes from 
trying, doing the same thing over and over again until you eat successful. It's mm-hmm. from taking that little sippy cup when you're a little two-year-old, putting yep. it into your cup, your mouth, and you know, you miss the first time, but you yep. try again. Repetition. Yeah. Repetition. When yep. did we stop trying? You know, and like, when did we stop cheering for people's failures too? Like, good job, you tried, but you missed, you know, next time, you know, failures become such a negative thing. But the truth is, is through failure is where we see, you know, we learn. Yep. Absolutely. And we can build your confidence because at the end of it, you look at it and, you know, anything you fought for feels way better when you succeed. And so that struggle, you know, helps build that confidence. That's, it's all of that you know, builds character, builds you as a person. And so when I go to work every day, again, I go to work for me, you know, I also, you know, there's all those other benefits about, you know, the pay and the pension mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, you know, as I get older, you start look, you know, people around you start getting older, grandparents and, you know, parents yourself. And I have like two sets, you know, I have one that are homeowners and one that was like a condo liver, you know, the mm-hmm. condo liver came out with like, came out like it was oh Christmas time, here I come, you know, <laughs> where the people who own homes and have to take out the garbage every week, these people, they're healthier longer, you know, and so it, it just proves to you how important it is to keep your body moving. And just skilled trades is just, for me, it's been, so I'm so passionate about, you know, yeah. my job and stuff. No, I love it. I love it. Hey guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So Shannon is a second year electrical apprentice with the IBEW, which is the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers out of Local 105, which is uh, Greater Toronto, Canada area, which is out of Hamilton, correct? Hamilton, Ontario. Talk about what I'm seeing, which is really cool. You are an ambassador for kick-ass careers, and it appears that you have a nickname, and it's Lady Volts. Is that correct? That's the, like, my little, like, handle, I guess, for Instagram. <laughs> you know, we have a little fun on Instagram. More professional on LinkedIn and fun. Mm-hmm. No, super cool. So talk a little bit about, you know, what that's all about. And, you know, because I spend a little time on the website, and it's really neat what – what you guys are trying to do with the trades? Well, I think like kick-ass careers is just trying to fill a hole that I think we all identified, which is just lack of education about the skilled mm-hmm. trades, you know? And so us ambassadors, you know, kick-ass careers is just about educating, encouraging people, you know, that this is a good option. It's not for the dumb. It's not for just the, you know, you know, people who don't have options, you know, in fact, take a look at the skilled trade workers and they're actually quite, they're, they're thriving. You know, they're oh, yeah. often there, they have homes, you know, yep. they have families. These people are quite successful and the skilled trades can bring you a lot more success. If you, you know, want to be a business owner or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Like yes. And so 
Kick-Ass Careers is just, let's talk about why, you know, just like we're doing right here, let's talk about why my job is amazing, why, you know, mm-hmm. people should consider it young or old. You know, I'm 32 years of age, so I didn't start this just till a couple years ago myself. It's mm-hmm. never too late. Really, I, at 30 years of age, I had 10 years of employment behind me, but 30 in front of me, people. Less, like, it's really easy to make that choice because you spend more time at work than you do at home. And, you know, you, like, work is longer than marriage, you know. So pick something you like. Pick something you enjoy. And for me, it's the skilled trades, and I just want other people to know. I want other people to know the truth, you know, about what it can yeah. be. Yep. Talk about how rewarding it has been. And you only been in there for a year and a half. Like, I mean, I mean, it, you know, what has changed for you in that year and a half? I mean, I know we touched on some of the items, but anything else you'd like to share? Um, I, what I really have enjoyed a lot is the community that's kind of come with the skilled trades. And, and you know, there's like this online community. We talk about lady bolts, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went to, I saw on Instagram, all these people who are really passionate about, you know, their, their trade, whatever it might be, carpentry or plumbing, whatever mm-hmm. your, your trade might be. And they had these different little handles and they started sticker swapping, you know? And so this is like a, what adult still gets to have a sticker collection, you know, mm-hmm. still trades workers. And so I really <laughs> love the community that, yeah. you know, I started swapping with people as far as Italy, Australia, Germany, Ireland. And it's great to go so far and f- to be able to connect. And so there's that kind of online community. Very cool. Um, but then there's also like the community that comes with actually working. And so, you know, every day on the job, I have like, you know, I am the only girl on my team. And so I have a whole bunch of brothers, you know, it's like, you know, brothers with a lot of knowledge, ones, you know, that want to see me succeed. And it, it and that community brings, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, I drove over a screw, like I work on a construction site. So when I got home, you know, I had, I had the skills to quickly change out that tire, mm-hmm. but I also had the community, somebody at work who's like, Oh, I have a tire patch kit. Just bring it in tomorrow. We'll have yeah. it fixed. And yeah. 10 minutes with no cost whatsoever, my tire was fixed, which normal, you know, my dad would have probably spent like $300 to make that happen. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, it's such an easy, easy fix. Yeah. And all the, all the tricks of the trade you're going to be learning too, you know, and, and how to do things easier and more, you know, more efficient. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Sharing of tools, like you said. <laughs> or like you start working on your, you start seeing things that you can work on your home and you're like, Oh, I'm not quite, I'm not a plumber, not my kind of area, but yeah, you know, Joe at work, Joe, I'm good friends with Joe. I'm going to pick Joe's brain. And he, you know, they're more than willing to not often you know, help each other out because next day, you know, they're going to need your advice when it's an electrical something. Right. So yep. that community is something that I, I didn't really expect. Uh, and then the sisters, I should comment on that because there's not many of us. This is true. They're few and far between on the construction site, but on social media, because we do have this ability to connect and because yes. of big ass careers, you know, I have these, you know, my Jamie McMillan, the founder yep. of the Gas Careers, such a great mentor and, you know, inspiration to so many people, you know, and then I've met other women that are, you know, in my local hall and these kinds of things, you know, keeps you kind of going. Like that's what you kind of need sometimes to see real, like some, you need to see them. They're real, you know? Yeah. So I love the community that's, that's come with the skill trade. No, great. 
really is. And talk a little bit about the, the project you're on now. What are you working on and what do they have you doing as a second year apprentice? Well, I am working on a hotel in Burlington. It's just a little stop beside Hamilton. I'm very lucky. It's right on the Lake Ontario. So I have you know million dollar view. And I, I say that awesome. because the, the condos next door literally went for two point something million dollars. Wow. So every, every day I'm blessed. So Hotel, we've all been in one, so you can probably expect what I'm working on. And I've been assigned to the suites. So that's where we've all been, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of bathrooms and bedrooms for days. And right now what I'm working on is there's all 25. All rough in, right? All rough in. Well, well rough in's done. Rough in's <laughs> oh, kind of done. There's, there's okay. about five floors of suites, about 25 rooms of suite, about. But uh, there's a lot of uh, LED lighting. Okay. So there's a lot of drivers that are going in each one of these rooms, anywhere from four to eight drivers per room. So I'm just sitting there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of rooms. So I think this may be my future for a few months <laughs> until I get maybe get help. But I've been really blessed because, you know, I started when it was just cement walls. So now we are on drivers and stuff and, you know, bed, you know, furniture starting to move in. But I was there during that rough end stage. You know, I got to, you know, run the BX and put in all the, you know, different requirements mm-hmm. for fire stop and stuff like that. So, and my guys were great because they included me in the process. I think a lot of apprentices, you know, sometimes get left out or maybe they get, you know, here's your broom, you know, have a great day where, you know, I've been included in the learning process. So I'm very grateful to be where I am. And I brought a great experience because we talk about repetitiveness. Yeah. So I'm learning so much, and, you know, when a mistake comes up now, I know like I'm learning to troubleshoot, you know, troubleshoots another skill to have. So that's what I'm working on. Awesome. And for people that don't know about apprenticeship programs and, and from my experience, the length of the apprenticeship programs can vary depending on what exactly, you know, you want to be even in each specific discipline. I know electrical could be, two to five years, depending on what you're doing. How is it in Canada? Is it, is it hours? Is it years? Canada, you need, it does vary. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the trades do vary. In Canada, you need, I was having a brain fart there for like about 9,000 hours for a okay. and, and that's as an apprentice to move up to journeyman, correct? That's correct. Okay. Along with three levels of trade school. So this is where people, I think, is another misconception that mm-hmm. trades people don't go to school. Well, yeah. Yeah. I go to the same school you go to. You just pay for it. I don't pay for mine, you know, but I amen. amen. People don't know that. They don't know yeah. that. They think you, you know, but you have to go sit in class for, you know, to learn the theory, the understanding yeah. to keep you safe because, you know, mm-hmm. you, you turn on your light switches at home safely. Those were mm-hmm. installed by intelligent people. Mm-hmm. And you're getting back to what you said. You're getting paid while you're being educated, you know, and that's just really unheard of, you know, with the traditional, in the traditional sense. And, and you, you know, like you said, you're hitting the ground running. Yeah. And in Ontario, because we're so, they're so wanting of trades people. When I finish a level of trade school, the government gives me a grant. They're like, Oh, congratulations. Here's some money. Mm-hmm. And nobody finishing their, Oh, you finished a level of child and youth work. Here's your grant. No, when I went to school, I got in debt with the Ontario student you know, loan. The very first thing I did as an adult at 18 years of age was get in debt, you know, and, and I think, I don't think at 18, you understand what that decision really holds. And sometimes in the United States, 
like my debt was nothing compared to, from my understanding, what you guys, the amount of debt that, that you come out of school with is unbelievable. Um, it certainly can be. Yes. How yep. do you start a life like that? No, I don't know. You know, the burden that puts on you, you know, again, whether it's, you know, and, and I said this in one of my, my initial podcasts, just if, you know, if it's you holding the debt or if your parents, whoever has that debt, the burden is tremendous. And there's definitely a misconception out there of what the trades offer from A to Z. And that's really why we're here, you know, to, to help educate and to create awareness about how great it can be, you know, and, and what it can offer you and the benefits. And one of the things I really love about uh, electrical specifically is, you know, as a person who had a little piece of paper mm-hmm. and was you know, doing some job searching, when I job searched, because I had experience and a little piece of paper, the amount of jobs that I could apply for were so wide, which means the amount of people that could apply for those jobs was crazy. So like anybody with a psychology degree, PSW, like the list goes on of qualified people that would be for that job. If I need a job in the future, when I apply for an electrical, you know, journeyman or apprentice job, the only other person applying for that job that is qualified is an electrical apprentice. It really does bring down the playing field a lot. And I think there's so many, many more opportunities. And a lot of time people don't research before they go to school like I did. Child youth work. I love it. Great. You know, bleeding heart, wanted to make a difference in the world, you know, but at $14 an hour, you know, I'm not slowly, I'm going to need a room in the shelter, you know? So research what you're, you're, you know, you're going to take to see if it's something that can your return on investment, you really need to Absolutely. look to see if, uh, you know, what you're taking up, the cost of college, is it worth it? Do you want to be in debt for 10, 15, 20 years? You know, you're right. Kids just don't really look at that. And, and, there, and there's, I think there's some, there's some misguidance, you know, from, from the parents too, and thinking that, you know, any degree works, but today it just doesn't, you know, the, the value of the degrees are, are declining. And I, and I really believe that the universities need to lower their costs because again, the return on investment is just not there. Well, when okay. our parents, like, I don't know, when our parents, some of our parents didn't have high school diplomas, like it's normal, you know, yeah. you graduate, you know, so having your high school diploma was something to them. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like having your high school diploma, everybody has, like everybody. It's, and then 95% of the, the popular, like people in North America have some sort of piece of paper from, you know, secondary education. Mm-hmm. So like, Again, that return on investment, you know, when, when you could go get paid to work and learn a job that, you know, is going to save you money, cars, or, you know, whatever it might, home repairs, you know, I think it's just, you know what, someone said to me once, the reason that our generation is not encouraging the skilled trades, and, and I, I do understand this, is that, you know, the generations before us, they came from an environment where the skilled trades was not a place we wanted to work. People died. People lost limbs. You know, we're still seeing some of the end, yeah. end of that, mm-hmm. right? There's sometimes the old guys, they're missing digits. Like, it's normal, right? That's not acceptable now. Like, yeah. And yeah. so our parents have this idea, you know, that our kids will not, will not. Yeah. You know, our grandparents did that to our parents. Oh, our kids won't live what we did. We worked hard. We worked really hard. And now you're going to go to school. And that would have worked for my, the generation before us, but for my generation, everybody. It's different now. Yep. It's different now. Yep. And the whole safe thing, you know, there's so many 
and companies do not want injuries. Let me tell you, the mm. cost of an injury is so can much. put can put companies out of business. Put very, companies out of business very easily. Yep, and safety, not to mention first. Yep, a heartache to know that you didn't keep someone safe. You know, so certainly people are very, let's say, very safe. You know, there's injuries. Any jobs in like not safe. Teachers get punched at school. You know, like. When I was a child and youth worker, you know, there was a chance that anybody might strike out. You know, any job has a certain level of, you know, mm-hmm. injury, perhaps, you know, and cleanliness. This is what another one of those such a dirty job. Okay, so I went to work today. I have yet to shower. Pretty clean still. Okay. Um, I did fix my face a little bit. And my, my definition of dirty is, you know, I compare this to like a gardener. I work maybe in a little bit of mud, but I am not a nurse wiping bumps. And to me, that is a dirty job. That is something I would not want to do. And I, I did that for a period of time. You know, I worked in a school board with you know some special need kids. It's something that I will do. I don't want to do it. Right. That's a dirty job. You know, yeah. I much more prefer to play in the drywall dust and mm. you know a little bit of mud that might come my way once in a while. Yeah. No, I hear you. And here's an interesting stat for you. In the States, there is over 500,000 available jobs in construction right now. Now, now, mind you, a lot of it is residential because of the residential boom, but half a million available jobs like right now with, you know, many of them that you can just take with, with no experience, as long as you have the right attitude and you want to learn, you will get hired. You will get hired. You know, willingness to learn and, and, you know, just figure it out and be a problem solver and you will absolutely get hired. And like my old boss used to say to me, because when I used to hire people, right, she'd use, you know, I'd look at the resume and we're looking at the credentials, right? And a lot of them are like, check mark, check mark. She said, Shannon, but look at their passion. Look at their this. Look at their ethics. Look at this. You can train. You can train a monkey to use a calculator, okay? But you cannot train like you said, the willingness to learn, work ethic, showing up on time. And so all you have to do is just be there, be attentive, you know, and want to learn. Yes. You know, it's Atti- so- attitude is everything. Attitude. everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So switching gears here, what are you passionate about outside of work? You know, hobbies, obviously I know you're, what you're passionate about, you know, the trades and, and promoting them. And, but outside of that, what are you passionate about? I'm really missing right now my dodgeball. So with COVID mm. up in Canada right now, I, it's, just a, it's just like a little fun league. But I joined this dodgeball league. It's got to be like six, seven years ago. And it's been the same team ever since. And it's just like my family. So I miss my dodgeball. And I also <laughs> miss my Zumba. So my Zumba uh-huh. was like my estrogen fill for the week because I'm <laughs> overwhelmed with testosterone every day. So I'm Love missing it. those things. But some other fun things I like doing, I like to like, it's, I'm an outdoors person, so hiking, mm-hmm. any sort of exploring. Yeah. I like to canoe, but I'm like the lazy river kind of canoe girl. I want to sit in the downstream, you know, once in a while, give it a paddle, but I don't really want to trek it. Like, hot mm-hmm. summer day <laughs> and then I like to sew sewing I like to do some sewing and puzzles love puzzles some little things mm-hmm. like that about me good stuff I'm gonna be uh, hiking the Grand Canyon in May can't wait that sounds amazing my, my business partner and a few other people are going it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah enjoy thank that's you amazing. thank you so 
if someone listening now wants to get into construction, what would your advice be? I've kind of said a few of the things, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. I think it's so important. I really want to drive home so people, you know, try, you know, we talked yeah. about that trying thing. I don't want you to be discouraged, you know, so look for available resources. Like you said, YWCA, the YMCA, you know, there's the then programs as well to, you know, different in your community, your area, take a look. There might be something available. And mine was a free program. Just saying a lot of times these people programs are free. I always prefer that to pain. So, and don't give up. I think it's like, it can be really discouraging not getting any calls back and you have to be persistent. And I think because let's be honest, construction is a little bit behind. They're not quite up to date. So, you know, use that traditional knocking on doors, handing resumes right to people's hands, I think is beneficial in construction because you are working with an older generation that what's an email, what's CC, what's BCC, what is that, mm-hmm. right? They, mm-hmm. they're like, they don't know. So I think it's really important. We talk about, you know, that personality, that character show up, show yeah. in your resume and start as a labor. I know that's kind of hard, but getting those basic skills, it's always the reason I don't want to take green people on is because you don't know what things are, which I, I know like, like the hardest thing about being in construction is not knowing the vocabulary and the verbiage. You know, if you don't know what a coupling and a connector and a, you know, all these different things are, it can be very confusing. So start as a laborer, get a job. You know, there's people on our construction site that just move material, kind of, yeah. you know, broom. And they're learning. They're learning. They're yep. learning. And let me tell you, that character we talk about, employers are always looking for good employees. So they see mm-hmm. you eager to learn. You see, they see you, you know, you know, doing a little bit more than just pushing that broom, but like, you know, learning something, they see potential in you. You know, next thing you know, that position comes up where they need a new apprentice and you might just be the first person that they're going to look at. Yep. So these are different kind of things. And it's that work ethic, work hard, ask questions, you know, don't be on your phone all day. You know, this does not, that doesn't attract um, employers. So yeah, you know, just don't give up. Don't give up. I love it. Great advice. One of the best project superintendents I've ever worked with because I was a project manager, he started as a, as a uh, laborer. Then he changed over to being a carpenter and just worked his way up to, to, you know, superintendent running big time projects. You know, again, learning as a laborer, you get to see all the different trades, learn and, and pick one that, that you want to go after. We had an elevator operator making $18 an hour. Just <laughs> all he did was the lift all day. Mm-hmm. That lift broke down so many times that he got friendly with the people that we had to call to repair them. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Next thing you know, there was an apprenticeship. He applied. We lost our operator because they took him on, right? So yep. he just was eager to learn, wanted it, right? Yeah. Love it. Great advice. This was awesome. I really appreciate you being a part of it. And if you could share your social media, how people can get in touch with you. You can find me on, on LinkedIn, Shannon Tomasco. I think I'm the only one out there. So one of a kind. If you want to see the, you know, more unique, fun side, I think, you know, check out Instagram. You can find me as Lady Volts. There you can find so many other skilled trade workers and find out what we're all so passionate about. Great stuff. Thank you again for being a part of the show. And uh, you you will be episode 16. And and again, I'm I'm very appreciative uh, for you being a part of it. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm very, yeah, very grateful to be here and just to share my story. Awesome. And we'll connect on LinkedIn for sure. Awesome.
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. 